What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 363 of the Geeks Organized Podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. Yo. This week, we're geeking out about Star Wars, writers avenging corporate toxicity, <laughs> and Netflix video game animes. There's there's always puns. I don't know if, that, if, if you're listening and you haven't caught that, there's always, almost always a pun in our, our geeking out. Um, that doesn't make sense until you listen to the podcast. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> for now, it's just for us. <laughs> Before we get into any of the news, though, uh, we'll get into games we've been playing. Um, I've just been playing Forbidden West. Don't really have anything to add. So, LJ, what have you been playing? Uh, let's see. So, um, I do want to say that uh, my Starfield review just went up, according to our editors. So, go check that out. Nice. Um, super good game. Um, a few things I want to give a shout out to on Steam Deck, uh, mostly because it's been a great time playing those. I started playing Oregon the Blind Forest again because I did Good beat um, Disney's Illusion Island um, this past week. So I was like, ooh, like I want more of that on the couch. And I was like, oh, I've started Ori like three or four times, especially on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever, I can pull my Steam save. All right, cool. So uh, I'm playing Ori on my Steam Deck and those games, I don't know if they're still on sale. But if you don't own an Xbox or Xbox Game Pass, they are on sale on Switch right now and Steam. And so you can get basically both games for like under 20 bucks right now, which is a straight-up steal. Um, but I don't think the Will of, Will, Will of the Wisps runs that great on Switch, if I remember correctly. But either way, still great games. Um, and I also got Pillars of Eternity because that was on a deep sale, and Jamie's been talking about it. And especially playing all the D and D I've been playing, and then all the Baldur's Gate three I've been playing. I'm like, ooh, like maybe Pillars will scratch that itch too, and it surely does, and it runs really nice on the Steam Deck as well. So, um, another game I have only tried a few minutes of uh, as of yesterday that is super fun. I think we need to get this going for a um, an, like another stream we do. But uh, I tried Party Animals, which is uh, it's on. I think it's on Steam, and it's on Xbox Game Pass for console and PC, and it's basically Gang Beasts. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that Gang Beasts ever had, like, a quick match thing, but you can play with up to, like, oh gosh, it's some stupid amount of people, maybe eight people, and it puts you all in teams of two, and um, you basically just fight each other with, like, ragdoll physics. Um, But the cool thing about Party Animals is you could be these cute little animals, and you can unlock different skins and everything for them. Um, I had to pick the cat since I'm a cat owner now, um, uh-huh. but it is it is as goofy as Gang Beast is, and it's a really high quality game. Uh, it's got a lot of charm, uh, a lot of chaos. So, uh, if anybody's fan of Gang Beasts, I highly recommend Party Animals from what I've played of it so far. Um, definitely a future Geeks Under Grace event game would be hilarious. Um, and then the <laughs> yeah. other game I the other game I got into was um, Counter Strike. Uh, CSGO. Yeah, Counter-Strike 2 I got into. Nice. Um, they updated um, CSGO Global Offensive to Counter-Strike 2, and I haven't had that much fun with Counter-Strike in a long time. I'm playing like the casual mode. Um, mm-hmm. Counter-Strike was a game that like my stepbrothers and my dad used to get into, and so every once in a while I go back, but a few months ago I went back in like March, and I was just getting owned everywhere. I don't know if it's just because like only the real good players were still playing Counter-Strike at the time. But I have played quite a bit this week, and it has just been super fun, especially to scratch the Call of Duty itch, because 
I'm not about to load up my load up my PlayStation with 120 gigs of space. Even though Call of Duty has a sick looking like spawn season going on right now, mm-hmm. but Counter Strike has been scratching that itch, and it's been fun to go back to, and it's been real nice to see that game have such an upgrade. So that's what I've been playing. Cool. Yep. What about you, Shelly? Uh, well, it's been a minute, so I've actually been playing a lot. I've been playing more Rivals of Aether. That's normal. Um, yes. I'm kind of just like playing that instead of Smash, and I was just more fond of Smash, um, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, and I was playing Maple originally, um, and she's still fun. But I really, I've like switched to Orcane recently, and he's really hard. I mean, the whole game is hard. The entire game is difficult, and everyone is years has years of experience on me. But that's okay because I've played a little bit on my Steam Deck too, and it's, yeah. it has been fun to to get into fun. a little bit. Yeah, so I, and then actually I beat it because um, there's a way to do that in the story mode. So I, I like took the point off back on golf. And what's funny is that they also, there's a couple Aether games um, by Aether Studios and they're all within the Aether world, right? And there's probably going to be more, obviously, Rivals 2 is the next big like release coming. But uh, if you have some of the other Aether games, you get some unlockables. So nice. we got Lovers of Aether, which I think released on April Fool's uh, at some point years ago. And it's free, and we thought it'd be funny. It's a it's a small dating sim. It's very short. It only takes like an hour or two to to be like not even ready. <laughs> it's very short, and you basically you're in high school and you're with all of the all of the rivals, right? All the fighters, <laughs> and they're all in the same Aether High School, and you need to ask someone out to the dance, and you have to figure out who to ask the <laughs> dance. Which is, it, it's really cheesy. It's really funny. funny. It's, like, actually hilarious. Like, I really like the writing. Um, like, obviously <laughs> it's meant to be a joke, and it, it is, but it's... Yeah. Um, it's fun. And also, Loki made me think, like, ah, oh, I kind of, like, want to play more dating sims. Like, I don't know if that was the good takeaway. <laughs> um, but it kind of made me, like, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really play a ton of dating sims, but I do like dating sims. It's just been a long time since I played any. I'm just like, ah, oh, maybe I should play something. But, uh, and I beat Lovers of Aether too, so I took a, another point off for that. The last dating sim I played was Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> See, yeah. I want to play, like, I want to play How to Fool Boyfriend, um, but I don't own it yet. Um, that's the one where you date pigeons. Oh, yeah. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, and for I know those listening, Doki Doki Literature Club is a horror game. Just yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yes, uh, but it's very good. So, anyway. I think there's still a KFC one out there, too. Oh my gosh, yeah. maybe I should just play... I should just play all the Mimi <laughs> Sims. Yeah. Uh, there's probably yeah. a truck dating simulator out there. I don't know. That That's a whole can of worms I probably don't need to get into. Like, just that world of dating sims. But, uh, you know, it could be fun. Uh, besides, I've been playing more Baldur's Gate 3, of course. Uh, some patches made it way more bearable to play. Oh my gosh. Like, patches released. In, I, I remember I was, like, picking up the game. And it was like, yeah, there's an 8-gig patch. I'm like, oh, please, please, please make our experience better. Uh, and it has. It's made it way less choppy. We don't get insane stuttering and frame rate drops every time we switch characters or it changes turns or we cast a spell or we do honestly <laughs> anything. So that's really nice. <laughs> um, it still has crashed, though, which is kind of unfortunate. And it doesn't run oh, perfectly. Wow. There's still some glitches. There's still some weirdness. Like, sometimes you just can't control the character. And then there's just other vague things where you just... The game is very, very obvious and clear in some ways and very, very vague and annoying in other ways. Like, mm-hmm. every time I join the game, 
there has to be a way to turn it off. I just haven't figured it out. Um, I, I think there have to be, but there's just tutorials every single time I join the game, which is annoying because it's always like, there- here's what happens when a character is down. Here's what I'm like, there has to be a way to turn this off. I just haven't found it yet. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, and then, because like every single time, I'm like, okay, I know how this game works. But then there's times where it's like, I'm trying to jump over a, you know, there's some lava. I'm trying to jump over to the other side. <laughs> And the game's like, yeah, you can jump over to the other side. I'm like, cool, I'm going to jump over the other side. It's like, well, you have to walk in lava for that, but you already hit the uh, button to do so, and so now you're dead. I'm like, oh, Oh. okay. (laughs) So, like, there was a boss we were fighting, and we literally had to restart it three times, and it was just because of stuff like that. It wasn't even because Mm. we had, like, a bad strategy, like, our strategy worked. It was just that the game hated us, and it's like, okay, cool. It says I can melee it. It looks like I'm within range. Perfect. I'm going to hit it. Then it's like, well, no, you have to get closer to hit it, and now you're in the lava, because that's what you chose to do. And I'm like, okay, mean DM. That's not what I meant, <laughs> obviously. Like, I really, like, it could benefit so greatly from more of a Fire Emblem mechanic, where it's like, Some you can choose of... the enemy, you can run up, and then you yeah. can, like, confirm the hit and all this stuff. Like, it's, I know in some ways it's supposed to, like, kind of be like show that it's supposed to show where you end up it just like does not do it clearly at all it does yeah it's or like when you sometimes. move it might it puts you in an awkward position sometimes like yeah, yeah. and you can't like no take backsies like you can't play around with your movement and figure out and then confirm where you want to go you you have to commit you can't like look around yeah and, like figure out like oh well i can move in this like big old circle there's no, oh, there's no here like here. hey here's where you're gonna go or here's what you're gonna do it's just like nope you're yeah, you just, it. like, move. So that's pretty annoying. <laughs> and, of course, again, I think I've mentioned it before, it does suffer from Bioware Syndrome in the sense of that uh, sometimes dialogue, uh, you say one thing, and it means something else. And it's really <laughs> unclear in that way, but that's fine. We've kind of gotten oh. used to that. And, again, you just, as long as you save scum, as long as you're always saving, then it's really not that I, big of a deal. I, but. I, I told Cody a story last week uh, on the uh, here on the podcast about how I became an Oathbreaker Paladin. Because of something my friends did. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, like, no. and it's stuff like this where it's like, after you, um, oh, I forget the party member's name, but where the tieflings have her, like, hanging. Mm-hmm. And so we convinced them to not, like, you know, we convinced them to let us by. So we shot her down. And then after we shot her down, one of my friends decides to try to interact with the tiefling and they ended up fighting it. And so I helped oh. them. And then that's when I was like, oh, you can do this? Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, you can. Yeah. True. <laughs> I was like, wow. But yeah, oh, that, no. that game is super chaotic with anybody. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a really good game. It's just so, the like, it's just so much worse in co-op. I mean, and it's not even that so much worse. It's that mm-hmm. it's a different game, right? Yeah. It's more fun in co-op. And my, it, like, I, I have more fun in co-op than I think I would as a single player. I don't think I'd want to play this by myself. However, the caveat is that you have a bunch of performance issues and weird yeah. glitches and other yeah. weird shenanigans. Um, good and bad shenanigans, I guess yeah. is what I should say. Because so. we're actually playing, me and a buddy of mine are playing with another friend and his wife and they've encountered some stuff that I'm like, yeah, I don't, I haven't had that issue. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I think it'd be really fun to play with a full party of people. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen, yeah. especially because I canceled my PlayStation Plus so mm. yeah uh because they were like gonna raise the price and i'm like no thanks don't want that yep. it's not 
not necessary for me. So yeah, playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3, it's just like, we're not even in Act 2 yet. We already have so many hours in this game, and I just kind of want to move on, if I'm being honest. But then everyone's like, well, you're going to miss this, you're going to miss this. I'm like, okay, like I do want to go get those things. I want to get the really broken There's ones. so much to do. It's just like, I am a little bit overwhelmed with these huge games. I know we talk about in our Geeks and our Grace uh, staff chats every once in a while, where it's like, games are so big now. And it's just overwhelming. Sometimes I want to just mm-hmm. uh, get through a game. Sometimes I just want to mm-hmm. do it. And this isn't necessarily the game for that. Like the reason this game is so impressive is because there's so much and because there's so many options and there's so many ways to do it. And like, that's fine. I just, I, I'm realizing, I think for myself that the problem is I really like big games in other ways. Like, yeah. You know, Persona games, like those take a long time to get through as well. I'm just like, gosh, Dave, but they're all they're also really story based and you feel like you're making a lot of progression. So yes. I don't know. There's there's a little bit of a difference there. Mm-hmm. This isn't necessarily open world like kind of is. It kind of goes along with that open worldness now. Like it really does my experience is similar to Tears of the Kingdom, but in a different way. Like I play both games and think, wow, this is such a good game, but I'm getting so, so frustrated and annoyed like half the time I'm playing and they're from different reasons but that is just the experience i have playing either of those games is that i'm just like wow this is such a good game from like a more objective standpoint why am i having such a bad time though in this moment i understand why but i just it's frustrating and it's not like frustrating the way like rivals Mm. for example or fighting games where it's like wow this is frustrating because i wish i was better at the game or like oh this is frustrating because this person's reading me like crazy or, oh, I, I miss input. That's frustrating. It's like, those are all really explainable. These other ones are just like, oh, there's just facets of the gameplay, functionality, etc. of these games that I've just, like, rubbed me the wrong way, I guess. But, I don't know. Yeah. Still really I mean, I'm struggling with the size of Forbidden West. I, I, um, I'd agree with that. They keep doing everything but story. Too. About, sorry, what was like, I was going to say, I'd, I'd agree with that with Starfield, too. Because yes. there's a lot of... There's a lot of amazing things with that game, and I think it works out too because PlayStation has Baldur's Gate right now, Xbox has Starfield. But yeah. um, I honestly like I gave it an eight point five in my review. It is technically a nine or nine point five game to me. It's I'm having that much fun with it, but from a game standpoint, I could not bring myself to give it above a nine. You know, like so yeah. it's like I kind of get like there are issues with it, like but it's an ama- it's a really great game. But there are issues with it just make me go, eh, yeah. maybe not. Just because there's more content in a game yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's a better game. I think that's like, the confusion. Right. There's a lot of people with mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom, with Baldur's Gate, with other stuff. And like, yep. again, they are really good games. Like, And I'm glad yeah. people are having a great time with them. But I, I worry that we're getting to this point where it's like the more content a game has, the better it is. Rather than like how much fun it is. What's the gameplay? Yep. What's um, the story? What's like the characters? What's all, you know, all this other stuff? Like... I'm mm-hmm. concerned that's going to get to a point because like Final Fantasy 16, for example, not a ton of content, honestly. But again, it's my game of the year because throughout the entire time I was consistently having so much fun, was not frustrated by stupid mechanics, mm-hmm. just was having an amazing time. Um, and it's very streamlined. And like, mm-hmm. no, there wasn't it wasn't an open world. There wasn't like all these decisions I can make with the story or whatever. But I'm going to still play the game again, um, especially when that DLC comes out. But I don't know. That's maybe just a meme. Obviously, a lot of people prefer that gameplay anyway. It's like, it, mm-hmm. again, I think you're totally right with Starfield. Like, I'm not getting Starfield because I already know it's too big of a game and I can't even beat Skyrim. Not because I couldn't, like, difficulty-wise. <laughs> yeah. It's because I, I get into the game. Mm-hmm. It's been years. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. There's way too much. And I, I get overwhelmed and then I leave again. Yeah. And it's like, okay, 
continues. And that's and that's where I'm like, you know, if you love Bethesda games, like if you love those kind of games, awesome. You're really gonna love this. But for like totally a normal, totally. A normal player, maybe not. Because like, like I have I other games I want to play. I can't literally yeah. put all my eggs in one basket. Like I, not... I had, right. other I had to force great. myself to get back to the main quest of Starfield to write the review because yeah. I got stuck in this particular quest line that you can get stuck in if you like do something wrong or if you like break the law. And so I was like, okay, I need to get to somewhere where I can go back and do the main story because this is taking forever and it's holding me back from. So like I was like, whatever. Like I'm just gonna. Totally. I had to get the review done. So it was just one of yeah. those things where. Um, but yes, um, like if you really love Breath of the Wild, obviously you're going to love Tears of the Kingdom. It's kind of a thing. It's like Starfield is technically like just a Fallout game in space. But if you love that, then that's amazing. You know, it is an amazing game. So like I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying about like Baldur's Gate and stuff like that. There's just Mm -hmm. things about it. Totally. Totally. Yep. Yep. Um, besides that, I pulled a Cody. I have oh failed. I have fallen to capitalism a little bit. I fall into the mobile gaming market oh, slightly. Put, oh. I got a stupid little, stupid little free mobile game called Cats and Soup. Cats and Soup. And that already sounds amazing. It's an yeah, idle game, it. and it's free. <laughs> With the caveat, the thing, the way I tolerate it is because. <laughs> Ads are never thrown at you. You have to choose to see an ad. And, like, yes, there are microtransactions you can partake in. Or you can watch ads to, like, progress things faster. Yeah. But it's always with you your would consent. You would like Super Saiyan then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and it's simple. There's just cats. And they're making soup. Okay? It's, like... <laughs> it looks adorable. It's Look cute. It up. It's sure. stupid. And it's a time waster. And I don't know why. I just... I I succumb to capitalism Where'd you I, saw find an ad. It? I found an ad i saw an ad and i was like i hate mobile game ads but somehow <laughs> this one got me i'm like no i can't but it's cute and it's stupid and it's yeah. like I'm, I'm a sucker now because I'm, I'm a cat owner for cat stuff now like exactly in payday, 3, in payday 3 there's like a cat mask that you have to get to level 50 to unlock and i'm like mm-hmm. i cannot wait till i unlock it because yes. i am going to wear it Yes, and like there's you unlock different cats in the game, and I got a black cat and I named him Felix, just like my black cat. I'm downloading. Gave him a little hat and you give him little outfits. I'm not. I don't need another mobile game. I didn't even. I downloaded Super Snail and never played it, but I'm definitely going to. I'm still playing Super Snail and Pokemon Sleep. Oh wow! Oh, you're doing sleep. Nice. Cool. Yep. Um, but anyway, that's the other. I almost have a Gengar. There's this no gameplay. The gameplay looks like a storybook. Is... Yeah, the art. I just the art style is really cute. Um, it, they don't explain anything to you though, so good luck. You really, they really are just like, hey, there's a cat making soup. Good luck, and you're like, wait, the, how does any of this work? And you just have the to ads for this are great because on the Google Play Store it says uh, cats, and it's a, it says cats and soup free adoption to all. Uh, let's see, to all humans, and then it says. <laughs> Whether it rains or snows, whether it's spring or summer, <laughs> we'll be cooking together. Cats and soup. We'll wait for Cats you. I guess it was on <laughs> Netflix. It was this like a Netflix amazing. game for a while. I don't know if it still oh. is, but I had no oh, idea. Okay. Like I'm I looked look up, I was Netflix looking up now. stuff in the game, and it stuff for Netflix was coming up. I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah. I just had it on my phone, but Netflix does have games. So anyway, oh, they have a game you... section. Need a cute idle game to waste your time on, um, but not even too much time because there's not much you can do in the game. The ad sold um, me. Mm-hmm. 
eventually you can like help decorate you can like dress up your little kittens you could do other stuff but uh, uh yeah i got that and that's what i've it's still on doing. netflix i bet you there's like a bonus like current uh, bonus like content probably maybe okay. there's less ads maybe there's less, i don't know i have no idea probably like an ad for your less ad version yep yeah that makes sense i just i <laughs> i i can't tolerate free games that have ads just without my consent like just, just in ads, my face yeah. that you can accidentally click this is one where it's like hey you know you get these benefits if you watch an ad i'm like okay cool i can put my phone down for like a minute yep. it's over and i'm like cool okay that's that i can i can tolerate that that's fine oh that's it's called bad. cats and soup netflix edition i'm gonna have to see what the netflix oh. edition interesting yep that's it though we can move on <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to see pokemon sleep will tell me how many days i've used it every morning Oh, really? But I don't know. Um, but I almost have a Gengar. I, I feel like when I get my Gengar, I'm going to be tired of it. But uh, the evolving Gengar. Pokemon of the game is so You don't want a Gengar in Pokemon Sleep. It will eat your <laughs> dreams. It will give you <laughs> nightmares. It has dream it will haunt. It will haunt you. It's true. Like, yeah, it's weird that he's even in the game now that I think about that. That's a little odd. Isn't that? Yeah, it's a little bit sketchy. He's a gas. He's a hunter right now. Okay. Um, but trying uh, to make Pokemon evolve in this game takes literally weeks. Wow. Um, which makes like sense because all you the progress is nightly. It's not you can't do anything yeah. in the day. So yeah. Um, wow. But wow. and super snail, I super snail, super snail. Super There's snail. a lot to do with super snail. My biggest annoyance with super snail, I guess, I haven't talked about this in a while, is they <laughs> keep like there's always something new to do, but great. But they're getting like overly complicated things, and I'm like, I just want to, I just want to press the button. Yeah. And because that's how the game starts is like a. Um, idle, yeah, idle game. Yeah, yeah. And now that it's sense. getting to these things where like I'm supposed to be strategic, and I'm like I'm, I'm supposed to hit buttons. I don't want to be strategic in this game. No. Well, <laughs> cats and soup. Once you get far enough, they give you a fishing mini game. So. Ooh, I love fishing, <laughs> fishing mini games. Let's go. It works just like any um, fishing mini game. I am. I'm very high up in super snail now. Nice. Uh, I play too much. You're but. super super snail. I'm a super super snail. <laughs> don't have the dragon form yet. Uh soon working on it uh, we can get into the gaming news um not a lot of good news lj yeah i mean it was kind of awkward uh looking for news <laughs> um yeah so the first one um it's kind of an update to some stuff that um had been happening the past week so there was people noticed that i guess the kotor trailer for the remake by the way i think that got announced what a lot a couple years ago at this point a year or two ago. Um, and so the video actually got made private or something. I guess it says, like, oh, this video is, you know, I guess it lets, lets you know, like, oh, yeah, you unlisted. can't watch. Yeah, like, unlist. It was unlisted. So, um, and then also the tweets regarding the game were taken down. And yeah. so um, apparently Sony has responded back to somebody and they basically said that it was due to expiring licenses with music and such like that. Um, and so, um, I guess they tried to reach out to Disney too, and nobody responded from Disney. Um, but it's one of those things, it's like, why for something like that, you know, like, would licenses be expired? Like, that doesn't make sense. I think they're um, just trying to cancel it and not sell people. So, yeah, and so that's kind of the issue is that I think in the last year or so too, I think, um, uh, 
Jason Schreier, I think he's one of the people that have been kind of reporting that there have have been issues with the development of the game. Mm-hmm. I think there was even people that got laid off, which we'll get into more of that in a minute here. Um, but there's, you know, people that were supposed to be working on this game that uh, are not anymore. And so kind of sucks because I know there was a lot of people that were looking forward to this. I was looking forward to it. Oh, um, I was too. Mm-hmm. A lot of people bought yeah, and played the original KOTOR again um, like, yeah. because of this. Um... So, yeah, we might just have to be playing the original KOTOR again. Um, which I was, yeah, I was down for this. It seemed like a really awesome idea. Um, it's tragic. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of, that's really it. Um, it is tragic. So, I mean, I hope everything's good with it, but it just, it's not looking great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, dang, like, that's that's a straight up loss. Right? That's an L right there for something, <laughs> something cool that uh, we were going to get. So, yeah, um, not much else to say there. Uh, another thing that um, is kind of wild is that uh, Epic has laid off 16% of their workforce, which is apparently 830 employees, I think I saw. Wow. That's a big number. Um, yeah. And they have said this is due to Epic spending more money than they have, which, um, yeah, it's, and um, also I think think i remember reading somewhere that i haven't really looked at this like by the numbers um since it's since i haven't i haven't been playing a lot of Fortnite these days um and I, apparently they increased their v bucks cost like by some small percentage too um no. so i don't know if that's to make up for this or to like you know i don't i don't know but yeah it just sucks like that's 830 people out of a job and Hopefully there's a lot of people. Uh, yeah, hopefully there's other places they can get hired to. Um, hopefully there's some other devs or publishers out there that could really use them. Um, so yeah, just that kind of sucks. Um, big corporations, you know, all that stuff too. Um, yeah, so that sucks. Um, yeah, I don't know how else to go off that, but yeah, there's yeah. no way to like yeah, yeah. transition out of that. Um, I mean, we do, we are going to get into some real positive news here with the movie stuff pretty soon, so that's good. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we do that, we'll get into the movies we've been watching, which LJ and I, neither of us have watched a movie, it looks mm-hmm. like. Oh, okay. Shelly, what did you watch? Yeah, so we watched, we as in my husband and I fairly recently watched um, Secret World Varietti, which I never Ooh. watched before. I've never seen it before, and it's a newer ghibli movie i mean it's not like new new but it's like of the the collection a lot of people have been getting back into ghibli movies lately i feel like especially in Mm -hmm. like our chats and stuff it's been yeah i've noticed and it's just so funny because every time i watch a ghibli movie i'm not necessarily one who's always like oh subs or dubs like one's always better usually i'll watch a dub if it's available i'll i'm totally great with subs if not or some sometimes i'll watch subs either way ghibli movies i almost always watch english dub because they're voice their voices are always like so famous like this one has amy poehler it has bridget mm-hmm. mendler and i'm like what the frick it also has a oh who's it the dad also is somebody oh i don't remember who <laughs> well the cast are always so crazy with these movies yeah they, yeah, get some they just cast. they go hard and they're always like really good too it's not like they're like oh they're just famous and they're bad it's like no they're usually like seen pretty this good. one yet um like uh, like christian bale's howl is still like one of my favorites mm-hmm. things ever okay <laughs> like how that movie's one of my favorites ever so i just love how they do that but um 
Yeah, really good, cute movie. Oh, Will Arnett is Will Arnett. That's who. Yeah, I was trying to think who it was. Will Arnett. <laughs> I'm just like that's this is awesome. crazy. This is so silly, but it's like they're not even like they're not even highly comedic roles or anything like that. Like Will Arnett and Amy Poehler, um, they're just in like regular roles. Then Bridget Mendler, who has a special special place in my heart because I grew up watching Lemonade Mouth. Unironically like it a little bit. I, I, I ironically like it too. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a really cute, good movie. Um, I don't really know what more to say about it. Like, I don't. It's not like it's necessarily super duper deep. Like, there's some good themes and everything. Um, animation's just so good. Like, honestly, even if you don't care about like the actual story, there's like not that much story it's just the animation and like the fact that you get these like little small people in this big world like so cool like seeing like the way that they animate little dew drops and like little like these tiny things and like the physics of it all i'm just it's very very cool i love um, how all of these movies are on max as well that's almost I worth know. the scripture subscription alone is just mm-hmm. like all the seriously movies. it's so good um wow arietti was newer than ponyo that's crazy yeah and Ponyo, <laughs> I think, was my are... first uh, Jelly movie in general. Those movies are only two years apart. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely highly recommend Secret World of Varietti. Don't sleep on it. Like, it's not necessarily one of their, like, big, super-duper big movies like Spirit Away or anything, but mm-hmm. it's really good. Um, and I think it's very... I think that if I were to label it as, a, like, a seasonal movie, I would say maybe it's more of a spring movie than a fall movie, but I think you can still definitely watch it anytime I'm about here. Ready to get into some fall movies. <clears throat> yeah. It's just fun. That's what I watched. We'll get into the movie news then. Yeah. So talk about kind of the smaller news first. So we have a trailer for a remake of uh, the Toxic Avenger. And I'll be honest, (laughs) I had never heard of this first. And I really did think there's there's like no way it's like some Marvel thing. But no, it's not. It's super. That's a <laughs> that's a movie my brother grew up with. I think I don't know if I've yeah. Let me find yeah. out when the original one was released. I think it was in the nineties. It was like nineteen ninety eight or something like that. I don't. I could be wrong. Um, nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. Never mind. Way before. Okay. Eighties oh. movie. I'm sorry. It is older than I thought it was. Off my mic. But uh, eighties. Okay, that makes sense. So, and from what I sort of like can gather from this old movie the original is that it was not necessarily super popular it was like kind of a slasher black comedy um superhero mix thing and but then of course as a lot of those types of movies are they're like not very popular at the time and become a cult classic so that's what happens and that's the other remake peter dinklage is in it and do be aware when you watch the trailer it's very much rated r it's oh, very it's red gore. That's, yeah, red it's trailer. meant to be the. Yep. It's like supposed to be super gory. Like that was the point of the original movie. I think was that was part of the ridiculous because it's I this saw... guy. It's a janitor who fell into a toxic waste, and so he beats people up with a mop, <laughs> and just kills them and destroys them. <laughs> it's I like saw, it's the Joker, uh, but it was in a different timeline. Did y'all see the image of Elijah Wood in it? Elijah Wood's yeah. also in it. I forgot. Yeah. People are comparing it to, like, Danny DeVito's Penguin. Like, he looks like... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, he looks <laughs> gnarly. Yeah. He does. They all look kind of gnarly. 
They do. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a gnarly movie in general. It's probably it's not going to be necessarily very good. It's supposed like, to be over the top. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be yeah. over the top. It'll be just one of those like it's just gory gore fest. Yeah. It's silly and it's funny and it's <laughs> over the top. Someone out there is excited good. for it. I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I I like some '80s movies. This one is just completely out of my wheelhouse. Definitely no. not okay for me, <laughs> yeah. and I'll admit that yeah. and move on. <laughs> like, if it comes to the streaming service, I might give it a shot, but that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's about fine. it. Yeah. News was slow, and I knew somebody would care. Yeah, I mean, it's a remake. Some There's obviously... There's somebody listening is going, this is a cult classic, how dare you? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. how could they're you not like, like it? So <laughs> um, but anyway, so there's that. But I think the bigger news is the fact that the uh, writer's strike is officially yeah. ended. They finally reached an agreement keep in mind the actor strike is still going so mm-hmm. yes. writers are i think going back in action fairly soon but actors who knows who knows we don't know what the actors are looking for i mean we kind of do a little bit but i am happy for the writers obviously yeah. i'm glad that they found some sort of agreement hopefully, hopefully because that's done the actor thing will move pretty fast too now hopefully yeah because i know a lot of those issues were pretty intertwined i mean there was the pay thing a lot of ai, stuff. The AI mm-hmm. stuff and so if they were able to agree stuff with the writers that my big yeah my big hope too is that they'd be able to, to the issue mentioned too is it's not just over but the writers really kind of won in a lot of ways mm-hmm. yes um they were getting what they wanted which is good this is what we want. And we were team writers. And guess what, guys? Corporate. This is going right. to give us... Uh, for Even if you don't care about the well-being of writers and, and them as people or anything, what you can at least care about is the fact that it's going to give us better content in the future. Because if we know anything oh, yeah. from especially the last couple of years, the oh, content yeah. where people have clearly put more time and care into it, especially the writers, is Movie so obvious really how much the past couple they weeks are. Too. And big, big budget movies are becoming less and less popular. They are losing money. Like these big Disney releases because writers don't care. And other people don't care. People making the movie yeah. don't really care that much. It's just Disney um, and other really big corporations who are like, oh, well, we got to I have to wonder because one of the things was like writers, AI learning from writers. And I'm like, have we done that? And we watched movies that were written by AI at this point. I hope not, but it's possible. Like, I, in I part, know. you know, I hope not. Yeah. obviously not completely. But... That it could have happened. But <laughs> it was it's... probably it was probably Joss Whedon's Justice League if it was any other. <laughs> oh, I definitely thought uh, Love and Thunder. I could totally see Taika. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, let's just make, let's just throw some scripts in there and yeah, go with it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so this is overall a dub. For the writers, flash. Sorry, maybe maybe AI did maybe AI did wrote the Flash or did the Flash. <laughs> that would make sense too. That movie, oh, man, that was that AI generated. <laughs> I feel like it's too old for that. There's no way, but like, man, the AI could have generated the CGI better than they did. <laughs> I was going to say that about Love and Thunder, but then I did it. But you could still say that about Love and Thunder as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's it's going to be interesting. Again, we can also hope that the actor strike will end soon on the actor's terms, right? That, that, that they will get what yeah. they want, they'll get what they yeah. need. For sure. And then, then we'll be able to be happy again. They'll be happy again. But I think it would be really awkward and funny. Maybe funny isn't the right term. But it'll be interesting <laughs> if the writer's strike, you know, over, they got what they wanted, but if the actors, like, keep striking for a long time, I'm just very... That'd be really... 
I'd be curious to see what would come of that. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of things where not necessarily everything needs that a writer uses or, or writes on needs an actor per se. You know, but just, a lot they, of these things do. They just need to get this stuff done really fast so we can get Spider the next Spider Verse movie. Like that's yes. really what I want. I want the next. Exactly. I, I I obviously care for their well being and I want them to do well, but I also want the next Spider Verse movie. <laughs> Did you see? Yeah. We didn't report on this, but Sonic the Hedgehog three has been filming without actors. Yeah, because they I, have I heard I heard that the stand-ins. We oh. need that too. We need that ASAP too. I want Keanu Reeves as Shadow. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, I, I don't really know what more to say about it, but overall, yeah. it's let, pretty let's, monumental. Let's, let's all get this done real quick. As long as the actors get paid what they're worth, what they want. Yeah, yes. for sure. Totally. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into the TV then. Um, I got to watch um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka's still good. I don't think people were like super in love with this last episode, but the show itself has been good enough that I don't care. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed what I've watched of it, and it's only been like a few episodes that I've gotten to watch. It was still fun. Yeah. It was weird. Disney just has a weird thing about like their penultimate episodes Their being filler. Is weird. And this episode felt like filler. Um. It's just odd. Like, you have one more episode, what are you doing? If, kind of thing. If they just extend it to, like, ten episodes, like, I think ten is yeah. the sweet spot, you know? I hope anyway. Or just have more happen in the episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they try to yeah, get so much weird, done but... in so little time and then don't, you know, like you're saying. I'm, I'm very excited for uh, the rest of this. I am so sad, though, uh, because of, of Ray. I can't remember his last name. Um, Skull. Ray Stevenson. Yeah, Ray Stevenson, um, yeah. Like, this episode, that was the one thing, is, like, this episode, not a lot happens. And so I'm like, you're wasting your precious time with Ray Stevenson. They, hindsight's 2020, how they've known, you know? You should go watch uh, Punisher Warzone, since he's in that. Okay. Not that yes. he's, like, not that it's an amazing movie, but just if you want more Ray Stevenson. Yeah, he is. But it's his character, too. It's yes, not just no, him, his character it's the is amazing, yeah. Like, it's so, he's the most interesting Star Wars character I've ever seen. Um. So, I'm sad to see him go, and I want oh, to, uh, I'm, I want them to be able to do more. Yeah, and after watching Rebels, too, I think, like, watching them both back-to-back like I'm doing, it's uh-huh. just so weird, especially the things they do with the time gap, too. There's, like, this whole, like, you know, relationship that we hadn't seen, we didn't get to see build up, and so it's also kind of weird, but, like, it's still good. I'm, I'm like, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Sure. And then uh, me and LJ, we got a little sporty this week. Yeah, um, let's go. You saw your football thing, but I uh, I watched the Canelo versus Charlo fight. I did as well. I just fight. didn't know if it was worth talking about. So. Yeah, you brought up football. Why not? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a pretty cool situation. So I was at the gym, uh, like I do, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the one of the guys there that works there, he actually trains people. Um, it's hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month right. to train with him. Um, and he just kind of came up to me and he was like, Hey, we, so we have like the normal gym and then we have this garage that's full of like the Olympian balls, like the really like strong man stuff. Oh, nice. We've got like kegs for like throwing kegs over your head and, uh, wheels. The big tires um, and stuff. Yeah. So I never go there. Um, if you've seen me, I, I don't go. That's, that's the place I never go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they turned it into a, they had the TV and they had the chairs out and they brought food nice. and uh, he was just like, kind of came up to me randomly and was like, Hey, we're gonna have this fight um, on Saturday. If you want to, if you want to come in. 
And so me and my wife did our workout, and then uh, they probably saw the y'all enough there enough that they're like, "Hey, well, let's invite them." You know? like, yeah, it was super cool, mm-hmm. um, and it was really neat just for me because I don't know a whole ton about boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, to be there with someone like he, he trains—that's like his job. Yeah. So like he was so educated on everything that was going oh, yeah. on. It was really cool to get yeah. his perspective. Um, it was also a lot of fun uh, just to bring my wife. She's never seen a boxing match all the way through. Like. <sighs> I don't think she's ever seen a pay-per-view boxing match ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, she really, really enjoyed she thought She thought she'd be bored. She was trying to bring the switch. Thought that she would be uh, bored out of her mind on her phone the whole time. And she loved it. Um, and up, it was just really funny. Leave it to my to my wife to enjoy violence. Growing up in a Latino family, like boxing, watching pay-per-views is like something we, we did. So obviously we were rooting for Canelo and... We had a big thing mm-hmm. at my aunt's party too. A bunch of people cooked and stuff like that, and it was it was a good time. So those you know things like that when there's fighters we're interested in watching. Like we have a TV mm-hmm. out uh, outside. My aunt has a TV outside, like in their patio area. So the kids yeah. go to you know play in the pool and stuff, and then we'll hang out. About as hot as having it in the garage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially in Louisiana. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, no, it's 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 always a good time when we're, when we. It was fun to watch. Um, Charlo didn't stand a chance. No, it was very one-sided. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He went up, I believe, two weight classes to fight in that. So it was kind of... Wow. Okay. Woo. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and Canelo has definitely done his own weight class movement, too, in the past. So... Yeah. um, Yeah. No, it was was fun. Um, But that's all that I've been watching. So what about you, LJ? Yeah, so I watched... um, So the NFL had um, an England game in the morning at Wembley Stadium and Disney and ESPN Plus it was on Disney Plus and ESPN Plus they had an alternate version that was basically live animated in like Toy Story form and they had two commentators who also were like animated and stuff like it took place in Andy's room yeah it's wild um like so they had like all the players were like mostly generic and the same like but they had you know the numbers on their jerseys and stuff they called it like an actual game too but it was just like I don't know if they were reading off of something or if they were all just in like a or if they were like in a green screen area somewhere or what. Um, but it was they did real fun things and it was it was quite interesting. Um, so they had the claw, and that would basically pick up the ball and place it like where it needed to be. You know, like when they would line up when the players would line up. They had Slinky Dog as like the chains for like the first down markers and stuff like that. And they also had uh, the claw would sometimes it would have an alien. Uh, one of the aliens and the alien would be holding a camera like to be the sky cam and everything like that mm-hmm. um i mean it's definitely one of those things they did because obviously they're trying to get you know more uh, more uh, more varying audiences right they're trying to get younger you know kids involved who are interested in football they did a lot of things that actually were educational and kind of helped like you know teach you know kids like what football was and or just in general to help people understand like you know the rules of the game and stuff like that so i was like you know like i already knew this stuff but i was like it was really really fascinating like they took the time not just it didn't feel like they just did it to make money off of it you know like i mean i'm sure like it's it just felt like they definitely did it with quality the uprights were blocks were like basically like toy blocks and when they would kick the when the ball would hit the post on the uprights in the actual game um, it would they, uh, the blocks would fall down in in the room, so that's like they had yeah so they had one game they had the main game going on on ESPN, on like the standard channel they were doing it on, 
and then this was on ESPN Plus and Disney Plus. So it was like this was going on at the same time. And it's just I don't know what technology they used to do it, but it was fast. It was very interesting. Um, there was something I did laugh at though, where I guess a couple of the players were like mouthing off to each other. And so this oh. thing picks up everything the players do. Yeah. And so then they're like, yeah, like it looks like they're having a word. You know, they're it's like, oh yeah, it looks like they're having words with each other. But you know, we want everybody to be friendly here in Andy's room. Like you know, all this stuff. Like you know, like <laughs> it was just it was interesting. Um, okay. Last year they did a Nickelodeon one where basically they did like, they had like the voices of SpongeBob and Patrick commentate a football game and they did some like slime animated style stuff with it, like on Nickelodeon. But I think they went above and beyond with this Toy Story thing. I thought it was really cool. They had like, you know, they would do all the characters and stuff. They even had a halftime show, uh, with Duke Kaboom doing a stunt and it was, it was funny. Um, no, they, no voice work, obviously. I imagine this was, this is because strikes and all that stuff. They probably yeah. couldn't get the voices, you know. Um, but, you know, it was just funny how they had the little halftime show with Duke Kaboom and everything. And you could tell the players got into it because they had a lot of interviews with, with players. They obviously did prior to the game and all that. But yeah. it was just like, it was, it was, it was fun. Like, it was, it, it was a fun time. It was creative. So. Yeah, it was one of maybe one of the weirdest things I think I've seen. Um, Definitely, uh, cool. but it but it's super fun. I'm just like wow, like y'all really went all out on this. So, yeah, it's just one of those weird. It's just it's weird and strange, but it's also really cool. So, nice. yeah, thanks. Cool. We'll get into uh, the TV news then. We got a couple of Netflix mm-hmm. things. Um, a couple of trailers. One was Devil May Cry. Uh, yes, very short teaser, but looks good. Don't really have much to add to it. It you just looks like a good anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we got uh, a trailer for Tomb Raider that actually looks pretty detailed, voiced by Haley Atwell, which is pretty cool. Yes, oh. and I, I didn't know it was her when I first saw the trailer, and then I saw that article that had that headline. I was like, oh, that's even cooler! Like that's awesome! Like she totally fits that, you know? Like, um. There was even parts of the Tomb Raider game that I could tell, like, was, like, they, um, it looks like they're using the remakes as canon, because you see this old picture she's looking at, and it's, like, of her and, and like, the group, and, like, her actual clothes she wears in, like, the original, like, in Uh that first remake of the new trilogy, so I was like, that's kind of cool, they're using that as canon, but she also looks like she's wearing her just classic, like, outfit from like that she wears most of the games you know like the shorts and the tank top and stuff so i was like that's cool like um so i'm like i'm sure devil may cry will be fine but i'm most interested in tomb raider just to see like what they do with that one yeah they look pretty cool um i'm down with netflix making video game stuff they seem to do it Mm -hmm. correctly much better than they do anime live actions yeah Uh, Although One Piece, you said it was good, so maybe yes, I'm... One Piece is one solid. Piece. It's a very it's... maybe I'm jumping the gun there. It's it's fine. Uh, it's it's really it's actually very decent. <laughs> but yeah, TV news pretty light. Um, hopefully, with the writers coming back, we'll get um, a bit more news. It's been kind of hard to get news lately. Yeah. Um. So looking forward to that. Are you guys mm. geeking out about anything else this week? I do have something real quick. I did get yeah. for the books department. I got a couple physical, actually physical books. Uh, yeah. From I think it's Titan Titan Publishing. One of them is uh, one one of them's been out already. I think one of them comes out on the tw- on the thirty first. One of them is an official novelization of Conan the Barbarian, the like original movie. Whoa! And then the me. other one is apparently a new story that was written um, called Conan Blood of the Serpent. So 
the the movie one is like super short i get to actually watch the movie and read that book which is like 200 pages and then blood of the serpent is like i think like just over 500 so that one's going to take me a bit longer i think but i'm excited it's kind of neat like you know we get you know other cool you know we've got you get review copies all the time but just to get some like physical books was kind of neat like that's something i've never i don't think i've ever done before so yeah heck yeah i'm excited but i just wanted to give that a shout out because that's fun yeah, so i'll definitely be talking about those in the future sick we will end the podcast there then lj where can they find you at? you can find me on twitter and instagram uh, under lj the paladin and shelly you can find me on twitter at the shell shock 24 you can find me on instagram at cody armor keep gaming keep praying and god bless bye peace We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.